Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the 53rd episode of the First Exchange Podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Well, we are 53 episodes deep and we have a good one for you today. I was joined by an absolutely incredible soul. Um, I was delighted to get her in because you know that every time I have someone sitting on the chair with me, I love them sharing their story. And more often than not, it's a new story. It's open in my mind. It's open in your mind. And we're learning new things. But myself and Tasha, um, who came in with me today, we had a really great chat talking about everything that she does and everything that um, we, we share a common a common thread in how we think so it was great to get her in and we had met before um, at a, a wellness event we were both doing a speak uh, or a, a speech um, or a talk should I say and we didn't get to catch up so today was really special so the 53rd episode of the first exchange is with Natasha Vavasor. I'm so glad I got her surname correct. Um, but Natasha is a cacao events facilitator. Before I let you go enjoy the next episode of the podcast, and do not forget uh, our wonderful partners at Dubliner Whiskey are giving you the opportunity to win your very own bottle of Dubliner Whiskey. All you've got to do is go to our social media, instagram.com forward slash the first exchange and simply enter the competition and one not one but two lucky winners could have the opportunity of getting um, a delicious bottle of Dubliner whiskey not only that but if you're not lucky in the competition you can still get a little gift and that is 10% off Dubliner whiskey over at the dld.com website all you've got to do is pop in the promo code Lydia that is L-Y-D-I-A and you will get 10% off so perfect for coming up to a Christmas gift or a birthday gift or just a gift for a friend that you love uh, so head over to dld.com and get yourself 10% off so I will let you go enjoy the 53rd episode of the Fritz Exchange with Natasha and you can find out all about cacao and Natasha's journey within it Natasha Thank you so much for coming into the First Exchange podcast. Pleasure. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm so excited to see you because we only met once very briefly before and we didn't get to, I thought we were going to have a little catch up or a hangout, but we didn't We didn't get to. We were both speaking at a women and wellness event in Nace, I think it was. was yeah, it? that's right. Um, and I, it was actually my first time doing any kind of a talk like that and I was absolutely terrified. But I pulled it off a little bit. You're (laughs) joking. I vividly remember that. Like, I still to this day cannot recall what I spoke about on the stage. (laughs) Full blackout. And I remember then watching you after and I was like, that's how I want to do it. (laughs) You were so full of just, it was just like you were just having a chat with me. You were just cracking all the jokes. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was like, when I was preparing for it, I was like watching all these TED Talks and like all these different, you know, how to do it, like speak in front of people and set webinars and all this kind of stuff. And I, I just got really overwhelmed. I was like, th- I just felt like this isn't who I was. So I'd done the slideshow. My my um uh, talk was on Just Say Yes. So it was about 
no matter if you feel that you can or you can't do anything, when an opportunity arises, just say yes and then figure out how to do it afterwards or, you know, do it. And then if, it, if it's not for you or you didn't enjoy it, then at least you actually done whatever it was, you know, come out of your comfort zone, essentially. Um, so I just had the, 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 what's the thing called that you put up behind you? PowerPoint. Like PowerPoint. Sure. I had that done, spent ages on it, used some like really 1980s, like crappy <laughs> app to do it. And um, then I was like, I couldn't remember anything that I had written. So I literally just went up and just told a story like just told my life kind of and, and went with it but um it was good fun I enjoyed it and yeah, the fear no, was gone and then I was like do you know what I think I'd like to do this again Same. I could do it again yeah yeah you go from like oh, Jesus get this over with yeah I, could probably I just remember you being barefoot yeah and yeah. I was like I wish I had pretty feet like <laughs> Natasha because I'd like to be barefoot too there wasn't a hope I could have anything <laughs> on my feet like I was just like the whole day I just kept needing to go to the bathroom I was just like was so I've never been so nervous <laughs> and I do remember what I spoke about because also I had the PowerPoint but I can't yeah. actually remember like it's like blackout what you said yeah it's, yeah, so it's funny weird, isn't yeah. it so cacao Yes. My little cacao expertise over here. <laughs> uh, for people that don't know what a cacao facilitator is, please let us know. Sounds very fancy. It does. Um, it does. So I suppose cacao is a plant medicine. I suppose a lot of us know it as something that we maybe add to our smoothies. Um, but when you go to the purest form of it, it becomes a plant medicine when mm-hmm. it's not processed. Um, so a pl- our cacao facilitator is essentially just someone who holds space and serves cacao as a heart opening medicine, as a spiritual practice, as a creative um, experience. So where, first of all, let's let's um, delve into cacao and then talk about your experiences and what got you onto the path of wanting to be a facilitator. And um, when you talk about cacao being um, a medicine, essentially, there'll be a lot of people listening that'll be like cacao as in like chocolate as in you know what I mix into my milk or you know so what is the, the differentiation and where did this sort of the the medicine aspect of cacao come from give us an understanding of it so it like in Guatemala and the places where cacao natively grows like there's acrylo cacao and it's it's in the rainforest so it's grown in this pure rainforest ancient way and it's just Mm -hmm. left alone it's native so as it's grown it's grown in this sacred land and it's collecting all of the vibration of the you know I like it like it's very hard for me to articulate in a way Mm -hmm. that like Irish people can digest yeah because they're like ugly yeah but no do do because there will be people listening that'll for sure so I just I suppose a good example is that like when you go for a walk in nature and you're around trees you Mm -hmm. naturally start to feel yourself calming because we go into resonance with our environment very fast so when the cacao is growing in this sacred land it's it's absorbing all of the properties directly from the tree so when it's picked and then it's peeled and it's fermented and we receive it as a big solid block Mm -hmm. that's the only process it's gone on so it's been so intentional it's been so pure it's been so minimal so that's I suppose what separates like just your cacao powder from the health store to cacao being used as like a plant medicine Mm -hmm. or as a medicinal heart opening experience um is the process Mm -hmm. really so Keith, who is who I get my cacao from, he's Your dealer. the chocolate shaman. <laughs> uh, he is in Guatemala. Um and he just like he just went on a 
he just had this instinct that there was something out there mm-hmm. and he just went foraging and he eventually found this like ancient tribe and they said we were waiting for you like we knew somebody was going to come that was br- going to bring this to the western world and that's essentially what his mission has been and then one by one people have just traveled and found it and brought it back and it just spread so fast wow. um and like he has his whole so he has a krill cacao so sometimes they can be a plantation of trees where they were grown and harvested for the purpose of um, cacao being taken. These trees are native to the land. So he goes out and speaks to them like he would his wife. So Mm. the whole process is just pure love. And I suppose that's what makes something medicine is the Mm. intention behind it. Yes. It's very, very interesting, isn't it? Because we've now come into a time where the word medicine has been so... um, westernized and infiltrated by dark forces of evil (laughs) (laughs) aka big pharma (laughs) so you know there there is you know when people think medicine they automatically think doctor hospital bright room you know um pills and and all that kind of stuff that goes with it so for people that aren't really accustomed to the, the more holistic natural element of medicine um this would be very interesting to them. And this is why I, you know, I really wanted to get you on because I'm very conscious that I don't want to have a platform where I just share all my views and that I um, have people on who I think are great. I mean, I do think they're great, but I, I want, you know, um, how would I say? I want to have a, a varied platform because I want the listener to have different experiences of what's out there or, or you know, what, potentially might resonate with them and to have you from like we'll say that background to look at cacao like medicine and to the whole sort of um environment that you've created around it I'm hoping that someone will listen and be inspired or be intrigued or it will resonate with them in some way and then through that a new door into sort of a more holistic living might be out there because for me I only started to prosper when I started to embrace a more holistic lifestyle yeah and like that's it I always like to preface that I grew up in Dublin like I like neither of my parents are hippies or spiritual or anything like that so this is like I had to go on that journey as well to understanding like medicine didn't just mean what you got from the doctor when you're physically sick Mm. like so I suppose it's starting to look at like yeah, yes, that's such a great question. Like redefining what we see as medicine. So we think medicine is for when we're sick. Mm-hmm. But what if like medicine was for your heart or mm-hmm. for um, just enlivening in a sense of feel good inside of you? You mm-hmm. know, what if it wasn't we waited until we're sick? What if we just start to see everything as medicine for our, our emotions, for our mental health, for our feel mm-hmm. good factor rather than just I'm sick, I need medicine? like it's like we have multiple bodies and multiple ways of experience in the mm-hmm. world beyond our physicality um and i suppose when you see from that perspective then it's i'd like to say medicine for the heart mm-hmm. so a lot of us are just very broken hearted and we think heartbreak is only after a breakup or if somebody mm-hmm. dies or whatever but a lot of us live in a state of broken heartedness or closed heartedness mm-hmm. So when you look at it as medicine to open your heart again, to feel, to feel alive, to feel uplifted, to feel well, Mm. you know, rather than I'm sick, I need medicine to make me better. Mm -hmm. 
just look at it as medicine for life, medicine for zest, do you know? Yeah. Um, so I suppose that's the, that's the area in which I, when I say medicine, what I mean is just that it's, it's it, it, medicine is we need something. Yeah. And then whatever it is that meets that need was the medicine mm-hmm. for the need. Mm-hmm. So when I say cacao is a plant medicine or a heart medicine, it's that this whole world, particularly the Western world, and it's why we live in such disharmony. Mm. It's because none of us operate from our heart. Mm. We're all operating from our heads. And heads just clash with our heads because mm-hmm. we're all thinking and we're all so strong in our beliefs and our opinions. And then we just keep clashing and fighting with each other. Yeah. But if I am in an open-hearted place and you're in an open-hearted place and we share different opinions or beliefs we still love each other absolutely because it's a free flow of love and energy it's Mm -hmm. not my belief and your belief are different so now we can't be friends absolutely you know so it's just returning people it's the medicine that we need to open the heart Mm -hmm. so we can operate from a different space than we ever have Mm -hmm. and i suppose the time that we're living in now 2020 it's like everything has just surface leveled everything has just come to the top and you know I when I used to um not when I used to when I am listening to podcasts more spiritually ended podcasts and and watching different stuff on maybe YouTube or Gaia or whatever it is and you know the lesson there is that this is your testing you're now being tested to the maximum because everything is just coming together and there's so many different um opinions and people are People are scared. There's fear. There is, you know, frequencies are off. So we're all being tested, especially those who would would consider themselves, you know. I mean, I, I don't want to say like I am spiritual, but I sometimes I feel like when you say spiritual, people get the kind of idea that I'm like barefoot hugging a tree. Now, I frequently am barefoot hugging a tree, but it's not the... <laughs> the stereotypical hugging a tree you know um but so so this year has been testing us all you know so it's coming to the surface but for yourself I mean you're saying that um you know uh you didn't grow up you grew up in Dublin Mm. and you didn't grow up in in a in a house that was maybe spiritual spiritual parents so in, in terms of your own journey how did you get onto this sort of way of living or this lifestyle or this almost awakening shall we say and it's funny that you say that like you don't the stereotypical barefoot hug in a tree <laughs> I remember my first cacao ceremony like I remember being called to it and then going and just feeling like I didn't belong yeah because I am spiritual but I don't look or or behave in this certain spiritual way yeah. do you know yeah. and I felt like I didn't belong but I knew that this cacao this thing that I was drinking and experiencing it was like kind of just left in the hippie world. And I was like, no, this is for everyone. But mm. people are, it's not reaching them because it looks like it's only for people who are barefoot hugging trees. Yeah. Do you know? But yeah. it's, it's so much more. <laughs> and that was nearly my mission. Like my mission was, because I remember it, I'll never forget. Like I got there and you take your shoes off at the door and everybody had hemp shoes and I had Adidas runners on, bright yeah. orange. And I was like, I just felt so judged. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to change this. Like, this is not right. Because like... Mm this is for everybody yeah this is for everybody and then yeah and then during lockdown I suppose like my most common uh message was like I don't really know why I want to try this I don't know what it is it's not something I would ever usually do but mm. something inside me wants to try it and that is key that's it that's the key part 
because that's the bravery. Yeah. That's the bravery right there. Because people always say to me about like, you know, I, I, I spoke so much on this podcast about my own personal journey and, you know, um, be brave enough to take, make the changes and, and different things. And, you know, while you actually have to practice in it every day, every month, and you have to keep on top of your, you know, your, you know, your upkeep, your mental upkeep or your physical upkeep or whatever it is, it was that initial stage for me. It, w- it was jujitsu. When I started jujitsu, that's when everything changed. But it was that initial bravery of saying, Do you know what, I'm actually going to give it a go. Even though I know it's totally not me and it's out of my comfort zone, I'm going to, or, or just sending the message to spark an interest in it. Yeah. So for that sure. is, what do you respond to people when they message you being like, I, I have no idea why, but I'm sending you a message, you know? And like, that's my favorite message to receive because that's it. Like, we don't, we can't comprehend what the calling is. Like, four years ago, five years ago, maybe, we just got home from Australia and I had um, a two-year-old and I had just turned one-year-old and we hadn't thought it through. We came home, we were kind of living between families' houses. Mm. And one night, like, yeah, I was meditating at this stage because I'd had a bit of a, you know, I'd had a bit of a downtime after the babies and I had to kind of reinvent myself and meditation and stuff really helped. Mm. But I wouldn't say that I was like, I certainly wasn't in tune with what I am today. Mm. And I was just lying in bed and, and I clear as day saw an image of myself pouring chocolate. And at this stage, like, I was just all in, like, organic food, you know, like, I was just an over-the-top parent, like, no, they can only have organic, and (laughs) I was on that vibe, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to make, I'm going to, that vision must have been that I should create a chocolate bar, Mm. and, because I didn't have any, I had no concept for what this was, Mm -hmm. and then I ended up at an event later on that year where we had a cacao ceremony, and I was like, oh my God, this is weird, but this is it. And it's just this deeper thing. Like, I've no idea what it is. I don't know anything about it. Like, I knew nothing about mm. it. I didn't, like, I didn't hear all about it, then experience it. Yeah, that's for me. It was really like, I knew it was for me, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So that's why I resonate with that feeling of, like, I don't know what this is, but something inside mm. me is like, try it. Yeah. It's that greater calling from something deeper within you that's like, I want to awaken in this lifetime. Mm. And this is the means. This is closer. This is a step closer to that. And it's that little inner guidance, that mm. little tiny voice, that little tiny feeling or sense perception or something that just takes it to the next breadcrumb mm. always to yeah. bring us to like closer to that self that we're meant to be. Absolutely. When you talk about that inner voice, do, do you do you know who that is? What it is? You know, what what for me when I hear that, when I meditate and I have that inner voice that you know, I ask a question and I get the answer. For me, that's my soul. Mm. And that's my soul that is connecting. That is the the point where I'm connected to the universe and the universe is connected to me. And that is the middleman is my soul. I don't know. I still don't know. Sometimes I'm like, it's female, it's male. It changes. I think it's both, to be honest. And it guides me and gives me um, the, the answers when I need them. But some people would say that's intuition or some people that say that's your subconscious. Some people that would say it's just your mind. You're just thinking about things. For you, where does it lie? I definitely feel I resonate with soul. Mm -hmm. I definitely know it. But I also think nearly that there's like the intuition that guides us Mm. to get closer to the soul. Yes. So I think yes. nearly like the, the voices and the nudges and the feelings and the little guidance is the intuition mm. that is guiding us closer to the soul. 
Yes. So I don't like my soul is obviously driving the intuition because my soul wants me to know itself fully in mm. every lifetime, you know, like it wants me to remember more mm. of what I actually am. Yes. So the intuition is the little things that push us closer to that. Mm-hmm. So when people are like brave enough to say, I don't know why, but something in me wants to try it. And then that's the best for us. Like people think it's so complicated or it's it's such a, you know, I'll get there in time or I'll, like to be aware is the only step. Yeah. Like I say to people when I serve a cow every time, you know, like um, things might start to move. You might cry or you might you might feel numb. Mm. People assume feeling numb is really bad. But if you're aware that you feel numb. Yeah. What's greater than that? There yeah. is no, mm-hmm. there is no advance beyond. It's the awareness. Mm-hmm. Be able to be fully aware of yourself is mm-hmm. the gift. Absolutely. And to, because not only is it your awareness, but it's your, your notification to yourself that you're present. Yes. Which is, for me that that's that every day that's what you're trying to get closer to mm-hmm. to be more and more present to be more and more aware to be more and more like in it yeah you know because the mind trap is that when i'm aware i'll be happy all the time yes no the goal is to be present all the time mm-hmm. regardless of what the experience is yeah I'm not in the goal, but... when you talk about um you reference their lifetimes so what is your view of of it all shall we say mine is that we've all been here before in some context some of us more times than others and we're here for a reason to fulfill inverted commas a soul contract so to Mm -hmm. speak so for yourself what is your understanding of it pretty much the same like I think we had past lives and then we come here and like we either learned the lesson in the last life or else it's like Hey, it keeps coming back to go. repeat us. Yeah, and yes. then each life you awaken more. And I think the purpose is that you wake up to the cosmic joke. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all of the drama, all of the lessons, all of the gripping and uptightness. And then you're like, I just feel like, I nearly feel like the purpose of life is to be able to stay lighthearted. Yes. True it all. Yeah. You know, like me and my friend often joke about this, like how often we cake. Mm. But like, if you can be lighthearted about that, mm. I don't think it's that bad for you. So where did this um, mindset develop within you? At what stage in your life? It's interesting because like, as I, after I had my first baby, I went to a really hard time. And How old were you when you had your first baby? 21. So very young. Yeah, very young. And I had him in Australia. Away from your family yeah, and so everything. Yeah, so I was in Australia, got pregnant, had my first two babies over there. But yeah, I came home after a little while actually and relationship breakdown and stuff. And then, yeah, I just fell into a real dark place and then I found meditation and I started reading, I think The Four Agreements was the first mm. book and then a bit of Lisa Nichols. And I remember reading all, but it was almost like none of it felt new. It felt like it was like confirmation to be who I always was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've always like been like this or or known this, but I always just thought I was too sensitive or too, like I was just was like, if that's who I am, then I don't fit into this world. Mm -hmm. So I was always trying to fit in and adapt to this world. And then when I was reading these things and meditating, I was like, this is easy. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I can do this. This is grand. I just couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was suffering because I was trying to do that, but that wasn't who I am. Mm. And now I'm like reading this and I'm like, oh, this is great. 
because this I can be this easy mm. you know and I know for some people it's not so easy because they really thrive in that world mm-hmm. you know the really mind-based academic um so, like solid you know they really want yeah. solid like this is black and this is white mm-hmm. and there's the solid but I really just could never yes you know and that that's actually a very interesting point that you make because um that's kind of where my struggle lies I you know ask so many questions which is why I'm probably in the right job right I enjoy asking questions <laughs> I question everything you know and I'm like that child that when you say you can't have that I'm like but why you can you, you're not able to do that but tell me why always I've never not been like that always question and even if somebody you know is like this person is a certified you know academic they're whatever they've got h227 numbers at the end of their name I'm like but what if that's not right and what if there is an alternative to that and what if what you've been taught taught is is incorrect or what if it there is a different way to do whatever it is you know and it's gotten me into like you know arguments and it, it's taken me into um a weird space where you feel you know for I, I felt I struggled and I still do in a capacity um you know struggle with like acceptance and I want to be liked by everyone I, I have I it's a lot less now that I'm kind of getting into a more um centered place but when I was younger I used to have like you know, a, a real need for people to accept me and to love me and to, to, to like always want to be around me. Um, so when you put yourself into that situation where you go up against people or you disagree with them in some capacity, it, it sets off a kind of an inner conflict where it's going against what you want. But, mm. you know, so it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, um, a back and forth on it. And I always sit back and I wonder like, why am why am I like this? Mm, but I think from my perspective, I think you're right. And I think the people who Well, I think I'm right too, Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think <laughs> I think the people who don't want to be questioned are nearly like, Don't shatter this reality. I've yes. only just got solid ground. Yeah. Don't start me off. Yeah. Like don't make me question this whole thing again. Yeah. I want this to be solid. Like stop. Yeah. I just have I found this. This is true. If you ask me questions, it makes me guess it and, yeah. and doubt it. And I don't want that. Or it makes me have to face the fact the reality that I know that, nothing. That I don't know anything. <laughs> and you know, everything that I know could be a lie. Yes. You know, and the more you know, the less you know. Yes. You know, this is what it and and, and when I say that I don't I'm I'm totally okay with being challenged myself. And I'm totally okay with someone coming coming to me with stuff because I, I've learned now to sit in a space of acceptance of, okay, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Or I don't really agree with that, but that's an interesting point and I take it on board. You mm. know, take what resonates and then discard what is... And it's is... especially true to have that, like, look at, at at the guru culture. Yes. So many people didn't have that. Yeah. Questioning or like, but what? Yeah. And then they were led down all sorts of yeah. garden paths, you know, so... But it's an interesting one as well because there's definitely this sort of, a, like, would you say a resurgence of, you know, spirituality? And with that comes toxic spirituality. Yeah. And one thing that I've always, you know like spirituality is not a meme that you post on your story on Instagram (laughs) I wish it was (laughs) I wish it was too because I would be actually floating now I'd be so enlightened (laughs) but it's you know and that you know and it's not a yoga session 
and it's not stretching, you know, with a herbal tea in the afternoon. It is like a deep, dark, you know, digging into your shadow and your your mind and asking why and, and going through the pain and going through the fire of it. It's not comfortable. It's and that's why not a lot of people yeah, get get the privilege of doing it, right? Yeah. Well, for you, like you've obviously gotten to a point now where you look at how far you've come and know that this is the right way to be. Does that make sense? Like that you have to do this. You have to sort of go through the fire, shall we say? Yeah, it's nearly just that like that's it like you think to be spiritual looks this way like mm-hmm. i can't shop a h&m ever again now mm-hmm. i'm spiritual yeah <laughs> I, I pennies is out <laughs> do my penny socks no, are gone no that's it i can't <laughs> i can't i'm sorry i'm gonna cry there's penny socks in the room <laughs> no like there's so so much and like and even like because i went on the extreme with food and like no mm. I, I can't i like i i want to be fully vegan and like then i was like fully medical medium which is like if you fought, if you read his books like yeah. that's an extreme sport he's a, isn't he the salary guy salary yeah. on an em- empty stomach yeah. yeah so like but i was like wouldn't eat any food that wasn't like on on his list is like it's an intense sport honestly yeah <laughs> and then i realized that like none actually none of that makes me spiritual Mm. none of it like what makes me spiritual is that i realize i'm a soul Mm. having a human experience Mm -hmm. and that whenever i'm grasping and trying to find solid ground Mm. i'm disconnected from that yeah truth Mm -hmm. that i'm fundamentally i'm i'm nothing Mm -hmm. i'm a blip in the system absolutely are you still vegan no what changed how did you get on to veganism and then what changed? So like, yeah, food's been a wild one for me. I, I just have a guiding word with food now mm. and it's quality. I just choose quality. Mm-hmm. So if I eat meat, it's going to be organic and it's going to be grass fed and it's going to be really good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, I choose organic fruit and vegetables a lot. And I just, I, and I'm also, I look at it as a bigger picture. I look at it as like where like every time I spend my money I'm making a vote so I don't shop in supermarkets mm-hmm. as much as I can obviously I've got three kids so like human yeah um I can't believe you have three kids you look so great <laughs> all the I know people who have I know people who have three kids they don't look like you <laughs> I hope they're not forgiven <laughs> no, and yeah and do you know what when I was so like I thought no, like I, I'm really out of alignment if I eat this food and blah, blah, blah. But then I was like really isolated because mm. who can cater for that level of yeah of standard? Yeah. So then I felt like I was never able to go anywhere with my friends and I almost felt like people were having to apologize for the food. And I was like, mm. that's not who I am. Yeah, that's actually that's very interesting. I like I like, please, guys, eat the cake. Like yeah, I'm, yeah, and then yeah, I just yeah, realized yeah. like I was disconnecting from myself, the mm. lighthearted in me that doesn't really you know like and then I'm still this is kind of something that I haven't really figured out if it's absolute enabling myself my own sugar addiction or if it's like genuine wisdom (laughs) (laughs) but like look this physical body's not going to make it out alive Mm. it's going back to the ground yeah whether I like it or not Mm -hmm. so like why not just have a ball Mm -hmm. while I'm here yeah well, that is like, it's a balance. Yeah, balance is the sure. word, right? Balance yeah. is the word of the day. Because, 
you know, like that, that asking the questions, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, my head is about to spin off and I'm like, but why? How? How is that possible? And people are like, it just is, you know, and, you know, it's just that's just the way it is. You just we will never know. You know, there's things out there that we will never know. And you have to be OK with that. Um, but it is that balance of, like you say, respecting your the respecting the physical um the physical host yes. for your your spiritual side, um, but also living a little. Just being lighthearted, yeah. like, and even if you know, like Eckhart is one of my favorite teachers, and he says, like, if you go to the fridge and you eat a chocolate cake, and then the chocolate cake is halfway down your throat, mm. and then you're like, how did I even get this? It was such an automatic way. Mm-hmm. But if you think I'm gonna go and have a gorgeous coffee and a gorgeous cake, you go and get it, and you sit down and you enjoy every bite, mm. and it was all consciously chosen. Yeah. What's That's, the harm what's in that? What's the harm? Yeah. I really, so like, really want a cup of tea and cake right now. <laughs> and that, <laughs> we like, didn't think this through. That's the thing. I just think like life it life as ceremony. That's like mm. that's why that's why what I want to offer. Do you believe that this is kind of all in line with your life purpose? Yeah, I do. When you hear the words life purpose, what does that mean to you? Trust in the nudges. Mm. for this journey just trust in every little nudge that will all make sense and it Mm. will all be a breadcrumb of this like this journey how do the nudges show up for you mostly through like uh, i can sense things like Mm. real fast like i can pick up on on sense sense yeah i sense and like i sense it or i see something twice and then i sense that there's or like if i just see like that painting and means nothing but then I see that one and I sense that there's something there mm. do you know what I mean it's just yeah. a little deeper and it's like again what I was saying about people saying I don't I don't know why but I feel like I want to try it it's just a little mm. a sense or it's not yeah. a voice there was no clear message like you need to try it it was just this something that's like mm. it's a sense of excitement isn't it like yeah, or, yeah. I get words words mm. show up for me so like if I I don't know even had to give an example. So if I, you know, if we were sitting here and we're talking about like, we'll say heart coherence or whatever it is. And then if I went out onto the street, a big truck with like, you know, the heart foundation or something written on the truck would be. And then I, I take that as a nudge from the yes. universe to tell me that I'm on the right path, that this is something now that, you know, that just it, it, I'm on the right path it's hard to explain no, but it just know. ran like such random random like it, it happens last week where I was walking and I broke my ankle um in jiu-jitsu a couple of years ago and I haven't been as good as I should be for my mobility exercises um and uh, it was kind of starting to pain me and I was like I really need to get on top of this I went to um a medium and she gave me a reading and as I was leaving, she grabbed my hand and she said, sort your toe and your ankle out. And I nearly shot myself. <laughs> I was like, and I have a broken toe on the same foot that I uh, broke my ankle. But it, it is, I broke it when I was a child and it never, uh, it never, I never got, I didn't know at the time. So it's, it's still got a broken bone in it and I have to get a fix, but you'd be in crutches and all that for ages. Um, so I was telling myself when I was walking into town, yeah, I really need to sort that out. And then whatever way I looked up, there was a little sticker on a lamppost and it said aches. And I knew then, yeah. right, there you go. So stuff like that. Now, I have 
one friend here who I tell that story to and they go, oh my God, wow, that's incredible. And then I tell another friend on the other side of the table and they go, you're fucking nut job. Yeah. You sort your shit out. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, again, it's just And sometimes racist. I have them two people in my own head. Like, yes. I, I did. I, <laughs> I did a Kundalini Reiki training. Like, and I said to the lady that was teaching us, I was like, if I pick up on the sense that like a friend is pregnant, that because I have real strong, like I can almost pick up when a pregnancy is around someone yeah. like real fast. I said, am I... Am I making that happen? Like, am I the cause of that? Like, because I'm generating the thoughts so much because yeah. it keeps coming. Yeah. Or is that m- like a sense? Yeah. yeah. And she yeah, was like, yeah. you can't, ge- you can't manifest for someone else. So it mm. is just picking up because and very visual as well. So like my dreams, I would be, v- it, it's very psychic. But mm. I think like, is that something I'm worried about? And then it's yeah. showing up in a vision or, you know, so I have yeah, all these yeah. doubts myself. And I think skepticism is good. Yeah, it is. Well, it keeps you it keeps you l- l- grounded, doesn't it? I, for me, it does. You know what I mean? And I like, again, like, like what we were going back to about not looking the typical way or not. Yeah. Set, I, I like that I can kind of be, you know, what I call a bit of a little weirdo when I'm in my house on my own. You know what I mean? And I'm like <laughs> looking out to the stars, you know, conjuring up my <laughs> visualization for the next year. You know what I mean? And I'm like, God, if, if some lad that watches Fight Connect TV knew that I was like, you know... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> meditating on a poof down out in the gap you know they'd be like she's leading nuts but I, I like that and I like that it's almost private I'm obviously talking about it now but it's it's private to me in that you know I don't kind of go around and like say oh I'm so spiritual you know it's like it's a personal thing like yes. like anything like religion your and beliefs it makes it or whatever accessible. it is it makes people think like oh phew I can meditate and know what I truly am and be connected yeah. to the truth and not like never be able to wear H&M again yes absolutely yeah exactly exactly um but the Reiki that's very interesting yes Kundalini Reiki it was yeah so um, what is the 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 difference between Reiki and Kundalini Kundalini Reiki was just like you get attuned for three levels and it clears the Kundalini so it clears the seven chakras Mm. and then you're attuned to like give transfer the energy but it's only like you only with re- regular Reiki, you like kind of go down the body yourself for an mm-hmm. hour on each chakra with your hands. But with Kundalini Reiki, it's nearly intention based. Mm-hmm. So you just for five minutes, on hands on shoulders, intend and call upon mm-hmm. the or say the words. And then the person lies down flat or with their back straight for 30 minutes and the energy is working within them. Mm-hmm. So it's less of me. You know, mm. it's just, I'm just like attuned to call the energy to flow in this person. Mm-hmm. And then do you ever worry about getting into that sort of um, energy transfer or being around, you know, working that close to the energy of other people that, you know, you take on things mm-hmm. or that you, you know, are not out of your depth. But do you know what I'm trying to say is in like, you don't know what someone else is bringing to yeah. the table and then you're 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 working into it you know what I mean so I think sometimes like in I don't know this is a very personal belief and I wouldn't usually share so publicly but I think some people mistake taking on energy as taking on emotions mm. and I don't think energy is ever really dirty or heavy yeah I think emotions are mm. so like if I go in and and someone shares something really heavy emotionally mm. I can take that on but that's not necessarily energetically yes okay so if I just feel a person and I feel energy leaving their body I'm not gonna 
I have no, like the energy will just free flow back through me as well. Mm -hmm. It's only when it comes with an emotionally charged story that yes. I will then hold it. And you wear it then. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's so, it, I'm, I only has um, Reiki done for the first time last year. And um, I found this incredible woman, um, this uh, uh, Reiki sh uh, shamanic healer. And the first time I had it done, and I and I'd been very open to it, and I'd had lots of stuff done. I got had uh, past right life regression done. Um, I'd done a lot of like um, work with mediums and different things. But when I went to get the Reiki done, the first session, it was like just again. I I didn't know whether she was brilliant or whether I am just very easily. Um, I don't want to say what's the right word. Very e just open. Yeah. Open. Open hearted to the experience but I really really embraced it and it was mental it was me we had the same vision we had the same vision it was absolutely mental I remember she started and um she had her her hands like um over my chest and that's where I store a lot of like emotional pain is in my chest and if anything happens I like you know I feel it's in my chest and when I sleep, if I've had like a stressful week, or I always put my hand over my heart. It's and it's only since working with her that she, um, made me aware that I, when I talk and if I've, I was talking about an experience or something that I was holding on to, I used to always like just cover my heart, like not knowing, you know, with my hands and stuff. Very interesting, you know, when you actually mm -hmm. when someone is observing that in you. And um, I remember she was um, started the Reiki and like it was so beautiful the music and she had like the um, uh, what's it called the it's like a uh, raindrops it's made of um, the shells oh I can't think of it now it's like a little, little instrument thing it's like all these shells um, I can't think what it's called anyway but she was doing it and it was absolutely brilliant but uh, I just felt this heat like as if my entire body was gone in flames like as if she had set me on fire absolutely and she kept I could see her hands like and I knew she was after finding the area she was trying to work through it and um then I just got this collective bunch of like what what seemed like spirits like just collective people and just telling me don't be don't be alarmed we're here to we're here to help you we're here to help you and then they were like sending me these like different little messages and then I kept visualizing like this woman in armor coming out of the coming out of the fire coming out of flames oh, wow. and when I when I came out of it she was like I'm just going to leave you for a while, like five or ten minutes and then um she was like just gather your thoughts and came back in and she came back in. I was like bone crumb I was like I don't know what happened and she was like um you know basically saying like well how much do you want to talk about it if you want to talk about the experience let's do it now and you know do you want me to share my and she was you know asking me these questions I was like just tell me give me give me the answers why is this happening and then I was like what did you see what did you see and she was like I saw and if I had told her first I wouldn't have believed it but she said to me I saw a woman in armor coming out of fire forging a forging a sword in the fire and wielding a sword as she came from the fire and she was like that's your inner that's your 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 spirit guide that's who's guiding you and I I, I don't like I honestly felt like Joan Arc for 10 minutes but I was like where is my sword <laughs> I was like I'm ready I'm ready to take on whatever it is she's like that is you know like it's, it's funny you know laughing about it now but at the time I was I took it very seriously and she was like that is your strength she was like you've got a massive mm -hmm. 
like you've got a massive capacity for strength and that is your fundamental you know um strength is that how strong you are and how um just just said all this really really nice stuff that kind of put me at peace a little bit with stuff that that it was but when I I remember walking out there and I felt like I was walking on clouds like I I had to get into bed and I were like I, I mean, I went straight to it. It was like seven o'clock in the evening and I slept until like three o'clock the next day. It was just such an emotional, like, wavelength. It was mm. incredible. Oh, I got goosebumps there when you were talking. And like, that's it. Like, you had to choose that that meant something. Exactly. And you had yeah. to choose that, like, it, mm-hmm. that's it. You just have to know that there's more than mm-hmm. what you see and what you feel and like this dense, solid reality, like there's more. Yeah. And like that, like what you're saying, if you see a word and you see a word again, someone else might be saying, oh, I'm sure that mm-hmm. means nothing. And someone yeah. would be like, wow. Mm. And that's it. Like you're, you're open to knowing that there's more or you're not. And like, like that experience was you, you had to be like, you have to be a certain level of open for that to, because that was Absolutely. an extremely beautiful experience totally um do you know what it's like i remember there was uh readings or watching something before about the argument of um what's that game that you play when you're you're in the car with your parents the car game yellow car well you don't pay well, not with your parents but if you're, they're usually driving when you're a child <laughs> it's called the yellow car game or something and every time you see like a yellow car you have to give the person next to you a dead arm and go yellow car you know so the first like it's i mean i don't play it anymore but we used to play it with each other but there was something on it that, um, you know, or yellow reg, maybe it's called oh, yellow yeah, regis, yeah, yeah, yellow yeah. regis, right? Yeah. That the more you consciously look for in your mind a yellow reg, the more they're going to show up yeah, for you. Right. So there is an argument there that like, well, that's the reasoning behind that. And maybe it is. But even that as itself is enough to tell you that there's some kind of mass consciousness yeah do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that like there is something bubbling and festering over there and it's just ignorance i feel not to respect that or not to explore that in some capacity you know i agree i fully agree and like i also respect everyone to have their own you know if they want to stay close stay close and, yeah. but I'm very much in the idea of like respecting the mm. respecting the sacredness you know and yeah. especially in terms of with cacao like that's something that's really mm-hmm. big for me like I've no desire to like sell cacao or serve cacao when 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 there's no respect if you're not open then that's mm. fine yeah you know but I've no desi- like that's why I have no desire to like make it a make it a bit like make it a big thing a big bandwagon thing yeah Do you know that's why like people come and say when they feel called and that's what's right mm. that's how like there's a saying with the medicine that when the western world falls so far out of harmony cacao will emerge as a spirit as an entity as an energy and like so like you're saying so someone might have seen cacao like let's say on instagram mm. and for someone else they'll see it 10 times and it won't matter but mm-hmm. for someone else who saw it and it resonated, their RAS will then be looking out for it. That's mm. called your reticulated, I don't know, it's a fancy name. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> if Daniela was here, she would so know that that's her job. Um, 
But like, so you actually are looking out for some, but it's when it's a resonance with you. Yes. So you like you're in resonance with wanting to know more. So then mm. you're looking for clues to say that there's more. Yes. You know, so it's, yes. it's, it's a bit of both. Like there is a part of your brain that's actively looking out for the thing to mm-hmm. confirmation. But also it would have resonated, you know, and like some people come to our events and they're like, I know that I need to use that again. And mm. some people are like, yeah, it's great. Mm. Big deal. See you later. Do you know so what I mean? Let's talk about your events. The still. Yeah, yeah. Tell everyone about the still. So yeah, like me and you spoke at that event and then myself and Daniela, she happened to be at that This event. is Daniela Moyles. Yes. Yeah. My, so she happened to be at that event and then we just connected and we I was doing cacao and she had just been travelling so she knew all about it but when she came here she was like, I can't believe someone's talking about this here. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe someone's excited. But didn't she randomly just turn up yes. like she was getting coffee oh, or something outside? Oh, it was outside. so synchronistic. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I feel like ever since that, like, that's it. Like, I haven't been looking out for him, but I've just been trusting life. And like, it's, I always say ever since that moment, or if probably a week before that event, I feel like, you know, in the in Finding Nemo, when they're on the turtle's back, Yes. And they're just in the wrist. <laughs> yeah. It's just, they're just gone. I, I actually feel like that. Like I'm just on Turtle's back here and yeah. just going in the, in the flow of life. Um, and yeah, then we just started doing, we, we just, it was so funny when we look back, like we were just running off pure excitement. Mm. There was no financial gain in it, but we were just so excited that we were both just at a point in our lives where we didn't really know what was next. And Daniela was home to study psychotherapy and I was doing cacao. And obviously she'd just done her yoga training and mm. neither of us knew what we were going to do. But then, yeah, and then we started doing these events and then it all just kind of clicked and it mm. was perfect time and it was alignment. It was like, and then obviously lockdown, then we, it all just kind of, we were like, we, we were booked to do Wellfest. We were going to do a book launch all around like uh, Cork, Galway, Dublin. Um, everything was flying and then it was all just gone. Mm. And we were like, oh, okay, what do we do? And then it didn't feel like right to put it online and then and then cacao in and of itself as its own entity, me aside, like I don't mm. take any credit. I went from being like nobody knew what it was, like just I always just felt like, you know, I'm banging my head against the wall. No one, like people would be like, oh, great, it's full of magnesium. Oh, great, it's full of iron and... I always just gave people the option to choose like and I would say look if you're into CrossFit then you'll be like oh yeah that makes that gives me energy to get a workout Mm -hmm. but if you're a Reiki master you're gonna be like wow the potency of this energy I can feel it as a spirit Mm -hmm. so I just always gave people the right to choose what their experience was while I know and whether you're aware of it or not it's a spirit Mm. you know it's it's an energy I didn't force on anyone and then in lockdown like I just like it was insane I didn't I don't feel like I can take any credit because it was fully this spirit of this chocolate that Mm. wanted to open everybody's hearts when they were in a time of despair Mm. and no one knew what was going on. And all of a sudden it was just like, I just couldn't, I couldn't get enough cacao here. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I couldn't contain everybody's, like there was like a hundred blocks leaving my house a month. (laughs) And like, and then I was like going to the portable for swims and like people were meeting me there and I was like, this is absolute drug dealing. I, I just says literally you're saying that all I can see is you packing like it's a big block. big brown blocks big into brown the back block. of your car. Everywhere I go, I just keep a couple because I'll be like, have you got any on you? <laughs> can we change the language? 
church lads. Annie Onion. Don't say that. Yeah. In the middle of the 40 yeah. foot. Yeah. Oh, and that's where it became, that became the like dealing ground. But in, in terms of, you know, like we'll say, how long does it take you to get it over here? So just in case someone was inquiring on doing yeah, a so deal. That's what that's what they're like. <laughs> I just order it in bulk. So then yeah. I just post it with on post. It takes two days. But if they order like it comes from Belgium. So it could, like during lockdown, it was taking two weeks or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's usually about a week or so. And I usually always have some, but except in, <laughs> <laughs> except in random times. When an someone has this podcast on and somebody else has just walked in the room. They're like, what <laughs> the hell is going on there? But it's so funny because like now I moved and like so. I have I don't ha- do collection from my house because it's out of the way but my mom's is in Dublin and so I let people collect from there my mom and dad like don't use it but they're like always giving out and they're like the neighbours are going to think all sorts of it absolutely are yeah absolutely it's <laughs> for the greater good mom what it, what's your hope for the future with the still with cacao for yourself what, so, what yeah, do you we, envision we've been able to really like find a flow with offering it online and I mean it's there's something real special about serving me getting my cauldron out and making the cacao mm-hmm. and then serving it to you in a cup. Yeah. But we've been able to adapt and like give people the opportunity to make it themselves. And like, I just was, and it was actually a real gift that I was nearly overlooking in my own alignment or life purpose was like teaching people how to take a moment ceremoniously. Mm. So like whenever we're doing ceremony, I'll tell them beforehand, like, Take a minute and decide where in the house do I want to sit? Mm. What do I want in my space? What type of cup do I want? What yes. shape of a cup do I love? What what like what do I like? What do I enjoy? What do mm. I love? And people always say to me, do you not drink coffee now? And I'm like, no, I do. But I just make, I enjoy it. Like I mm. feel the cup and I'm, it's just, it's a joyous event. Mm. It's ceremony. So like ceremony feels like it's reserved yes. for this thing. But like, if you, you can make anything be ceremony with just letting it be an expression of what you love. That's so true. That is so true. You know, I, when you're talking there again, I was going in my room, right? You know, we'll say like on the weekdays when I get home pretty late, like I'll get home with whatever time from the studio here and, you know, I'll get, grab something to eat and I'll like, you know, clean my room or whatever. And then... I'll, you know, I'll be parting around. I'm like, my room isn't as special as it is on the weekends. And I only realized because I light all the candles on the weekends. I was like, is it because it's the working week and I'm at the studio and I'm busy and I'm doing all this? Like, no, because of the weekends, I'm chill. I'm relaxed. Everything's flowing. You took time to do things you love. Lighting the candles, throwing on a bit of music, you know. And um, so then I was like, got home and it was still daylight out. And I was like, I'm going to light my candles. So I did. And I was delighted with myself. It was just when you were saying it there, I was like, the ceremony yeah. of it. Yeah. It's so true, isn't it? And so that's how we've been able to give people that experience in their home. So now we do the still experience online and we just serve single serves and we show people how to make it themselves. So it's nearly mm. a greater experience because usually it just come. Well, I know in person is so potent and important, but... Yeah, we've been able to do great things it's online. It's so now. exciting. I'm I'm so excited for you. Yeah, and actually even, the, so our next events are obviously, they begin this Friday. I took a liking to early mornings over lockdown yeah. and I kind of <laughs> yeah, just had everyone getting up at 5am and drinking cacao. And, but like there was such a good, um, good like it was just a good buzz around. It, it was mm. just so good. Everyone was waking up at that hour and people were saying like, I feel like it's Christmas in the morning because like no one intentionally wakes up at 5am and if yes. you do, it's like, 
oh god get me like dragging your but like when you're getting up to like connect with a yes. tribe and it's fun it's for fun it's not for a workout hell yeah or like to, go, to go to go to work or to get a workout in. but that is such a good point on Christmas morning where you're like it's actually quarter to six in the morning and I'm sitting here like you know waiting for my dad to put on the sausages yeah. and we're all like I'm in my 30s yeah. do you know what I mean I'm yeah. like is it time to, is it time to take the presents yeah. out yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean and it's that or you know now that we, we go out swimming at like eight o'clock in the morning before we have our Christmas breakfast do you know yeah. what I mean and it's like it, it feels different to what it feels like to get up for work at half six yeah. in the morning and what and when you stop and think about why is that it's the experience, it's the action, it's the mindset. Yeah. So when you look at even something like that, you see how easy it is to change your day and change how your day starts out. It's how you think about it, it's how yeah. you view it. You know, and that's always something I have a little thing now when I, I wake up in the morning, the first, before I even know what's going on, I just say thank you. Mm. I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm programmed saying it. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful that I'm alive again today. And I go, yo, like, yes. What's going to happen today? I'm like, nothing's going to happen today. But <laughs> I'm just saying, just trying to fake my body. You know what I mean? I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. And it does make a difference because sometimes I, I end up laughing. So like you, you've yeah, had a little laugh. That, yeah, yeah. It's a good, good chemical reaction. I've seen like, woohoo, what's going to happen today? And then I'm like, oh my God. If anyway, if my, if my, if, if, <laughs> Mary that is next door if she hears me like she's gonna be like that absolute lunatic in there but um do you have any rituals yourself before we finish up do you have any kind of daily practices so yeah my, like that's it that's my daily practice where I, whatever it is like taking a moment to consciously choose what do I love like even to, as far as like yeah I'm not going anywhere today but like I'm gonna sit down right now and I'm gonna have a cup of cacao and I'm gonna light incense and a candle I'm gonna put my favorite jumper on and mm. I'm gonna pick my favorite mug and yeah. just like it doesn't matter I don't have a certain time obviously because I'm a mom I don't have a time mm -hmm. when I know I'll have a, I don't have like I love a ritual like ask mm -hmm. my kids like routine whatever ritual yes like I'll be like that's our new ritual we're gonna yeah. do this every day or whatever I just love a ritual but not not necessarily I'm not a structured routine mm -hmm. disciplined kind of person so I just yeah, that's my ritual is just to take a moment and decide what it is do I love and take time to be, have that all around you with your kids, what are you doing? You know, obviously you don't have to go into detail, but what are you doing differently with them that you didn't get as a child growing up? Not to say that you, you were lacking anything, yeah. but you know, but it's a oh, different, you're living in a different headspace now. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, like it's just, you know, I think the biggest thing is that they get to see me choosing me. Yeah. That's the biggest, that's the bigger thing. Like, and just like having... Ha, like not feeling guilty that I give myself a ceremony every day or that I mm. give or that I choose things I love for me or that I have a favorite mug or you mm. know because that's just such an old Irish way just mm. don't have any just be a woman that gives yeah and it, but not that's to yourself so true but not to yourself you that know like so don't true. swim every day because you have kids well no that is so true that is so you've actually just hit what because I, I don't have kids so I always wondered you know, why when I have friends who have kids and they, I can't do that. I'm like, why can't you? Why can't you? But I, oh, it's just because we have the routine going on or, you know, I need to do this and I need to do that. Or you're like, but it, it actually doesn't matter. Just, I just go with the day. I reframe my whole mind that like, they're not seeing like, so what they're seeing is like, yeah, routine is good. Okay. They have a bedtime. Yeah, that's great. And they feel cared for and loved, but but are they ever getting to really witness 
somebody choosing themselves, someone having fun, mm-hmm. someone having like just like having a ball. Mm-hmm. And because how will they know they can do that if they never see you doing it? Yes. And like when I think like, you know, I'm like, they were up in the universe. They saw me. They saw I was fundamentally flawed. They saw all my issues and they're like, yep, still want her. I'm going to take her. So like they came here and they knew who I was. And if they have an issue with that now, that's their soul journey. Yes. Well, that is a very, what a brilliant ending to, to leave the podcast on is that belief, because that's also something that I, 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 it was in a couple of books that I was reading. I haven't done enough reading on it, but it is the idea that as souls we choose our parents and we choose them for the reason of learning a particular lesson to help our soul on the journey of learning the lesson of our soul to helping us to go on the journey to complete our soul contract and that when you read that and when you hear that I remember for the first time when I read it I got like this weakness in my heart and I just forgave my parents for every little thing that I had held them accountable for I'm like this because my mother's like this or I'm not able to do this because my father's like this or whatever it is and then it just freed me I was like but if I if that is if I believe that that I have chosen them and how they are (laughs) and how they how they are as people have shaped me to be who I am flaws and all then I have to thank them yeah. because they're helping me to complete my self-conscious. You have to just take responsibility like sugar. I chose them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's actually very special, you know, to, to think that um, it's just it's a, it's a wild concept. And again, that's not for the faint hearts. There no. are people out there that are like, you know, but I always say, look at, at Catholicism. You know, and especially in Ireland, and look at Catholicism in Ireland, and, and look at like how many people blindly have the, you know, have, how's I was gonna say, are indoctrinated. <laughs> Wrong word. Close. <laughs> <laughs> but how many people choose to believe the Catholic Church and to believe, you know, um, Catholicism? And essentially, you know, some people that are maybe atheists or people who are not into Catholicism, they hear, you know, their belief system to go, they're, they're fucking nuts. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, but, but that, that, the whole mass of people believe something that other people believe to be nuts. So at the end of the day, no one knows anything. No. We don't know anything. So you just have to believe what you believe and get on with things. Yeah. And that, and that's it. And that's, and you find your open space in that as well. So that if, if you come in here and you have your views and then I come in here and I have my views, but we sit in a space in the table where we just both understand that, we have views. And the fundamental truth is if we it. could all just know we have views, yes. not truth, not facts. We have views. Yes. And we can all just go around having light chats mm-hmm. about that book. Can we not be so yeah. aggressive? Yes, we, we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for coming in, thank Natasha. So that much. was such a good chat. It was brilliant. I feel, I feel light. Don't you? I do Don't you, Shane? We got a lot off our chest today. Got a lot off our chest today. Yeah, I, lo- I actually, I mean, I love everyone that comes in, but I particularly love anyone who's, you know, of the same thinking that I am because it makes you, it just, you, sh- you share the load, don't you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It may, it, you feel, um, you feel uh, that you're not alone in how you think, yes. which is a big thing. Yeah, it's huge, especially you now. Know? Especially now, especially now when like, you know, with coronavirus, it's this, people are split. You know, and there's very, 
people are split. That's really just the way to say it, isn't it? Without going into a coronavirus rabbit hole. But <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same. <laughs> we're down the same rabbit hole anyway. I'm just getting nervous <laughs> laugh right now. Yeah. <laughs> Natasha will be back in a couple of weeks and we'll do a whole episode on coronavirus. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, thank you so much. And best of luck with the still. I'm so excited. You'll have to come back. Yourself and Daniela come in um, yeah, when events come that. back up and um, let's talk about it. Maybe get a little little cacao ceremony going. Yes. That would be, be really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would be really nice so I can listen back to it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at home by myself. Um, but yeah, thank you so much again. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, that is Natasha for the 53rd episode of The Frith Exchange. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 